I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a bit of a walkabout. And of course, a list. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode... 347 walk around there is magic afoot and I don't want to jinx it I really don't superstitious not superstitious find a penny yeah today's show is one that is going to drift into the next show there is this invisible thread already connects these two shows, even though neither is written or ready or has substance beyond this glittering mist that keeps following me around. Today's show is also coming to you in large part because I forgot to take my recorder with me last week. In a recent Patreon show, I had an aha moment on a Saturday. It wasn't a humongous moment. It was definitely not earth shattering and it was not a big moment for anyone else, but it was an aha moment. And aha moments can be exciting and glittery and full of color and wonder in the moment. A lot of times they fade. They fade unless you prop them up with a few little rolled up bits of intention. Give them wings. Add a puff of air and let them rise. See if they will fly. See if they will fly. Some aha moments are better kept in their glittery form. They just don't ever really translate or really come into being or really have enough weight. Despite intention, they may not ever really have enough weight to really get off the ground. Some are better kept in their glittery form, a fanciful idea that you look wistfully on. But in this case, a flicker of an idea a flicker of awareness. Who am I kidding? It was a piercing ray of light, a blinding moment of awareness and insight, the lifting of a veil and the sinking and disorienting realization that the world is bright and shiny and has continued to change and continues to change. That I am out of time and out of touch and somehow missing out on seeing, and it's my own fault. That a bit of fresh air could make a difference. A blinding light, a chair on a corner. A chair on a corner, you know I love that. A chair on a corner, a fancy chair. Expansive seat, cream upholstery, blonde wood. Were there gold markings? An oval back, oval like fairy tale mirrors, 
ornate wooden trim circling the chair and rising from the top in the circle of whimsy. A chair on a corner. And beneath that seat, the springs totally sprung. Hanging out in this bouncy mess beneath. A chair on a corner propped just perfectly on the corner. Just perfectly there on the corner. A walk to a coffee shop. A young woman with a pale pink jacket with cutouts and tassels. Cutouts and tassels. Ginkgo's on the ground. Yes, this show leads into the next. But this show picks up a week after that blinding moment of clarity. A moment that feels awake and full of possibility and painful at the same time. A lot of times those kind of moments are double-edged, right? Tuck it away and just pull it out now and again. That's one way to handle it. Or origami fold those bits of paper, prop it up, and blow gently. Making small moments bigger than they are. Making the small moment that I could tell you over coffee in 30 seconds or less. Making them bigger than they are. Making small moments the wireframe for language that can turn the everyday into something magical. That's what happens here on the CMP. That's what happens here. So the moment was small. But already I'm turning it into something that isn't small because I'm propping it up with words and with intention, propping it up, giving it just that little bit of air. So a week later, I missed my chance. It shouldn't be a chance, though. That's the thing. It shouldn't be a chance. I missed my chance to act on this moment of clarity. I had. It involves doing something once a week or more, but maybe once a week. I missed my chance and yet it shouldn't be a chance. The reality is that I do have to take the step. I have to fold those papers. I have to put my things in a bag and leave the house to set off on this path, to hike into this space of potential seeing I missed my chance on the day that I was planning and hoping and thinking that I would take this chance. But the next day, I had to be out and about to take a kid to an appointment. And the timing of that already meant that I was missing something else that I really wanted to be doing. Two weeks in a row, an appointment at just the wrong time meant I missed something else that right now holds some kind of ineffable pull and allure for me. So I knew I was missing that, but knowing that I had to go and sit and wait for an hour, I knew it was a very constrained and limited amount of time. I decided to go ahead and take advantage of that time. I decided that I would just send my kid in with a check all filled out except for the final number. He is plenty old enough 
to fill out that amount for me. He'll be 18 next week. I had to wait that day, but I decided that I didn't have to wait right there. I didn't really have to sit and wait right there. Not anymore. So I decided I would just wait in the car and I would go ahead and record another short show from the car. And I might draw while I did that. So that was my plan. It is hard at times to know if I'm really just more and more absent-minded or if part of me really is determined to foil my plans. Because part of me knew that this is what I was going to do. I was going to go ahead and record from the car and draw. I dropped him off. I circled around. I found a place to park. I looked up and Sutro Tower was ahead of me. It was breathtaking and beautiful. It was rising ahead in the distance over this storybook scene of houses below. Houses sprawled all around me. And then these hills and then the tower rising in the distance. Beautiful light. It was bright, but it was beautiful tone and variation to the sky. Breathtaking. And I snapped photos and I got ready to record a short show. I wasn't really even planning to get out of the car. An hour is not all that long. So I reached over to grab my recorder, only to find I hadn't brought the recorder. I hadn't grabbed it as I left the house. So while part of me knew what my sitting and waiting was going to be about on this day, part of me seems to not have gotten the message. So I looked around, and so many things caught my eye. So many things that you don't notice until you really look. And that is a theme we come back to again and again and again. Again and again and again, that sense of waking up suddenly and noticing all these things. But you have to wake yourself up. Things you don't notice until you jolt out of the autopilot mode and click into real time. A mode of being really present. So seeing all these things, I thought, I'll go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk around the block. And I was instantly bombarded by color and pattern. Moments that I wanted to capture, to hold, to hoard, to collect, to freeze frame. I wanted to hold on to this feeling and all of this stuff that was breaking through my consciousness. I looked around and a little bit of a plan formed. I thought, I will jot these things down. It's as simple as that. I forgot my recorder, but I will jot these things down. I'm just going to jot down what I see. And this is why today's show leads into next week. That forgotten recorder. I will jot things down. So I went back to the car to find some paper. 
because you need paper to jot things down. And I dug around in my bag, but all I had with me was my journal and a book because I figured I would read. All I had with me was my journal and I didn't want to scrawl whatever this list might be in my journal. Plus, it seemed a little awkwardly sized to carry around on some impromptu walkabout. I fished around in the pockets. I checked the dashboard, which is usually overflowing. But I had removed things and moved things when I had my oil changed. I found a receipt or two, but they weren't big enough and... They were ones that I might actually need. Feeling the glow of the moment start to fade, I tried my journal one more time. As a last resort, I would actually have just torn pages from my journal. It really wouldn't even faze me to do that. But I checked one more time because it's a traveler's notebook, so it's got a couple of things in it. And I found a couple of index cards. Three. Three four by six index cards tucked in the back, just where they should be. A lifelong principle, one we would all be better off if we adopted and really stuck with, always keep index cards on hand. Now, the only pen I could find, this definitely is not a show about preparedness. That's why we're going to have next week. The only pen I could find was a fountain pen because I was going to draw. And that didn't seem perfect for a walkabout either not super convenient for walk around the block list making, but you know, it would do. It would do. It will do, Amy. It will do. That's what I told myself. It will do. You use fountain pens every day. It is what you use. It will do. I made a note. Towers and hills in the distance over the street of Victorian's. Two silver scooters parked, one black seat and one dirty taupe. Beautiful Victorian, pink and cream. So tall and skinny, tucked between one lavender and one taupe. A building with so many windows on the corner, and the windows all askew. And once I started, I couldn't stop. It was kind of addictive. Every time something caught my eye, no matter what it was, although I was doing some filtering because, of course, I saw lots of things, but every time something really caught my attention, I would stop and jot it down. I would move out of the way on the sidewalk. I pushed down my feelings about how I must look, walking a few paces and then stopping to jot things down. It took a lot of effort to really just push all of that aside and just walk in my own little bubble of seeing. I jotted things down. Woman with so many patterns. Red, black, white, multiple bold and mismatched patterns on shirt, skirt, and bag. Woman sitting on edge of step, waiting. Bright fuchsia knit hat, black and gold skirt. Maybe I'll make a list of ten things, I thought. Just ten. Bright red scaffolding against gray, barn-like house. Luke's local, on a car, parked along the street. Sutro Tower rising 
everywhere around me, between houses, above houses, through trees, a thousand views of Sutro Tower. Luke's Local is a new store on the corner where a small grocery used to be. I didn't number them. I didn't number them. Why number them? Why limit? Why stop at 10? Little dog in a purple argyle sweater, terrier, honey-colored, eager face. Just the bare bones of what I was seeing, what jumped out at me. Graffiti on a van. Woman with baby snuggled up against her chest, swaddled in a carrier. Bakery, crowded, noisy. I turned and left, empty-handed. Luke's local has a window opening for coffee to go. Wooden coffee house, a logo on the side of another corner building, also new. I snapped pictures as I walked. I remembered an initial month of drawing where I drew one thing a day, just like this. A sign, a logo, something I saw in passing. A favorite and most precious project, really. Reverie Cafe, two doors down from Wooden Coffee House. Lime green door on a royal blue building. Charming little house with unusual angles, half barn and half Victorian. Beautiful trim, slate squares with gold circles and a pattern of gold squares above. Windows, six on the barn side, a semicircle window up high above a skinny window above the door on the Victorian. I sat on a bench next to a trio of vintage and brightly colored schoolroom chairs, coral, turquoise, and ivory or cream. I sat on a bench and I summarized my short walk. So beautiful. Sat on a bench. People everywhere. So many gorgeous houses. So many windows. Lines, 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 and angles, and color. Feast. I sat trying to figure out how to share, how to share this fullness and this overwhelming life. This feast, this visual feast, this awareness, this beauty. How to share and why to share. Why the need to share? Why isn't the seeing enough? Why share? While I sat, a woman who had passed in front of me several times while she was talking on the phone She sat in one of those three schoolroom chairs. They were next to the bench in front of a toy store, and she sat in one. She sat in the middle one, the turquoise one. And she seemed happy. Long hair, she was on the phone, laughing, smiling, swinging black skirt, flip-flops, a simple walk, a simple list. So powerful. The act of doing it, so powerful. And so, so, so simple. 
It is so simple to just walk around. Walk around somewhere different. 10 minutes, 15, and look. And when you jot down what you see, it keys you in in a different way. You really take it in. Your list doesn't need to be neat. It doesn't have to be numbered. It can be. It doesn't have to have periods. It doesn't have to have full sentences. It can just be words. It can just be adjectives and nouns. One of my small goals, small goals, on my January list was to draw in a coffee shop. All month I looked at that goal and I kept thinking I would go, that I would make this happen, that I would do it. I didn't care what I drew, but I would go. I would deliberately go. And as the final few days ticked down, I still thought every day, okay, I'm going to do this today. Okay, I won't do it today. I'll do this tomorrow. I definitely will do this the next day. And I never did. I haven't really wanted the coffee. So maybe I should change it to draw at the library. That's the only other space I can think of that I could just go at any time and sit. So maybe. But coffee shops just have some kind of allure. And I did notice them on that walk. So many dogs, lots of people, and so many coffee shops on that one little strip. And several of them knew. Coffee shops do have an allure. I have to go somewhere tomorrow to a city nearby that I haven't been to before. And I did indeed find and read the article on the seven best coffee shops to visit while there. That was a tantalizing find. Now I'm only there overnight, and chances are good I won't hit any of them. If I make it to one coffee shop, it would be pretty amazing. If I make it there and have the gumption to draw, that will be doubly amazing. But I do hope to walk around in this area, and maybe make a list. Now, it is pouring down rain as I record this. It has been raining all day. And I think it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. So my walking around might just not happen. I might not get to make that list. But I'm really hoping. I'm hoping. Hoping for a break in the rain. And I encourage you to take this kind of step for yourself. To take whatever step you need to put yourself in a position and a space with a little bit of time where you can look around. And you might want to draw something you see. You might just want to write it all down. You might want to record a pattern that you see. But look. Look. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for episode 347. I appreciate you listening. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you continue to listen. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativitymatters. And 
Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.